0: Hi. Hi, guys. Hey, everyone. I'm good. How are you? I'm
1: good. So,
0: today is November 10th, uh, 2020, and we're here now. We're here now. My name is Molly. I'm coming live from Miami, Florida. My name is Sumi, and
1: we I am from LA. Right now, it's uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time, and then our special guest today
2: is uh, Megan Hi you guys, my name is Megan Stevens, coming to you from Miami, Florida and it's 8 p.m. here right now.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you for um, being with us today, um, taking your time to, you know, call in and give us a call. We are here for you um, right now at this present moment for you to listen and to hear and host whole space for you.
2: Amazing. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. And I'll have a special guest if you want to see. Little
1: Bubbles. Aww. Oh, goodness. I haven't seen her in so long. You she know, has been her to mommy. <laughs> yeah,
2: so sweet.
1: Yeah. She's uh, 16 months now. Oh, adorable. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about inner child healing. And um we're here to hold space for Megan to share your personal experience. Um, something that you've been uh dealing with or struggling, or even you know something that you think would be knowledgeable for for us, so we would love to hear about about you know um, your experiences,
2: yeah, so I think it's important to know that all of us have things that we've gone through in childhood, some good, some bad. I mean, I do have to say I've had plenty of amazing and beautiful experiences as a child. And, um, but there's also some things that even though you could have what one would call the best childhood or such a great upbringing, I still believe that there's things that we've all been through that maybe we haven't healed or recognized as our adult selves that we need to, um, work through. So one thing when Sumi asked me, um, if I had anything that I'd have to work through, it took me a little bit to think about. and. When I finally thought about it, it was actually something that, it wasn't something that was done to me, it was more of something that didn't. And um, that sometimes can have a, an effect on you just as much. So um, I wanna say, <laughs> I was, <laughs> as a child, I, I was a little bit of a brat, I would say, um, and kind of um, didn't like to hear the word no didn't like to um i had to have like my own thing i had an older sister and my mom would have to get um me like we'd get the same toy but we'd have to have two separate toys because we didn't want to share with each other so that's one thing of um of that and it seems harmless in time but um that can play a role on you as you get older and um but i think the biggest thing is is Um, I never, I never, um, kind of took punishment, which is kind of interesting. Um, so my dad like spanked me just for like two years. And then my mom said, don't spank her anymore. So ever since, um, he stopped doing that, I almost didn't respect my father. And it was almost as if, well, you can't hit me. I can do whatever I want now. And it was kind of like the opposite where I just felt like I was the ruler of the house could get, get away with anything. And, um, and maybe that's harmless because I wasn't a bad kid. I just didn't respect authority in that time of my life. So when I fast forward to today, um, I believe that if you don't work on, um, things or recognize things that of how you acted as a child it play out in your personal relationships i don't know do you guys kind of agree with that a little or a hundred percent i've seen that like literally
0: be a clear reflection of each other
2: yeah yeah so it's like i think it was something i read yesterday it said yeah that if you don't um recognize or deal with what happened in your childhood, if your relationship will will make you recognize it and you have to work on it then. So um so it's interesting because I also believe there's different types of partners out there. And so I was dating some guys that I could honestly, it sounds bad, but I can walk all over them. And it was like I'm the boss, I'm the queen, princess, do whatever I want. And then I was also in other relationships where, um, they had total control and I kind of actually bowed down to that. And I was almost obsessed with that, of that, um, being controlled. So it's just interesting, um, how, how it plays out because on a day-to-day basis, I don't feel, I don't want to be controlled, but it's almost like an inner feeling that I don't want to be the boss. And I wonder if it was because I was such a boss as a kid, like I told people what to do or whatever, um, that it's almost like I don't want all this control. I sometimes want like just a man, like a healthy respect. I think there has to be a balance of like a healthy respect and a happy medium instead of seeking to be completely controlled or seeking a partner where I can walk all over them. Because neither of those are fun. So that's what I'm thinking.
1: So I'm wondering if which one do you gravitate towards more?
2: Um, well, I'm seeking balance now. Um, right now. But I was in a relationship for five years with somebody who had total control over me. That... You can't go out past a certain time. You can't see that person. And kind of ended up putting me in this box that I tried to fit. I felt like, like a contortionist, like trying to fit into this little tiny box or like in a cookie cutter shape that I wasn't shaped for. So um, that was for five years. And then the ones I dated um, that I walked all over, that didn't last long. That I got bored of that really fast. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it's important to have a balance. I think that we all want a sense of control and we also want our partner to be able to like offer us a sense of security and safety and also be able to take control when we don't feel like we're capable of that. So I think it's really important to have a balance because when it's weighed on when one side weighs the other, it's just a disaster. It's not enjoyable for anyone.
2: No. Yeah. It's either you're bored out of your mind because no one wants to have the, have complete control. And then if you think about it from the controlling man perspective, it's like, is that fun for them either to control somebody 100%? I think that that might get old too. So I think we, that's what it comes back to. We all have work that we need to do as adults um from like that's what i'm saying nothing extremely bad happened to me as a child thank god but i do think that we've all there's everything in our childhood has come to this point and so if we don't work those things out then we're not going to have a successful relationship in my opinion
1: and then also um which so now that you're aware of the story back then how you were brought up or your your um tendency back when you were a child. Now what can you do in order to um, nurture that child and break through from that pattern that you have before? Because clearly um you're aware that you have the tendency to be um bossy or you know walk all, all over the your partner. He doesn't want that, right? But then it's conflicting in a sense because you were like that when you were young, but you stayed in the relationship where a man actually took charge longer than the one that you were um in control.
2: Right, right. So, so what I could do um, to nurture that child is I I really believe it comes down to seeking balance, um, and I think that that starts with um it's there's a saying it's like know thyself it's i need to be mindful and know when um it needs to be a partnership like 50 50 but we both bring 100 percent of ourselves and meet each other here so i need to be mindful of um recognizing how i'm treating that person that i like to and that's what i think i really am working towards is like hearing that person out it's hearing them Um, and, but when it comes to simple things, like I want a guy to choose where we go to dinner, I don't feel like dealing with something simple like that. I want them to tell me, put a dress on and we're going here. Like that sounds great to me. And I think that's great to have a guy that takes charge in that sense. It's when they tell you that you have to stop seeing people or like that girl's not good for you. Can't be her friend. That's it. So it's being able to set healthy boundaries, boundaries to not be walked on. And then the other side is being mindful to know when you need to be completely respectful of somebody's opinion and their decisions and um, the way they see things, their perspective. So I think it maybe comes down to boundaries and, um, and just mindfulness of yourself.
1: Would, would you say that um, your parents gave you too much freedom then? <laughs> or, and do you think that was like, not obviously not their fault, but something that you wish, like you know, um, it had been, um, uh, you know, modified well, not like I guess, like you know, a monitor better when you were when you were a child.
2: Yes, I would say definitely. Um, because I, I just that's what I'm saying, I wasn't that bad, but I did sneak out of the house. Oh, it's actually really funny. Um, we lived in a two-story house, and we had this balcony, but the balcony wasn't finished, so it didn't have railings. And so one day, I pushed my trampoline up against the house, so I would sneak out by going out the door and just running off the balcony and jumping onto the trampoline.
1: Wow, girl.
2: <laughs> Sneaking, yeah, exactly. You need to fly so high because the, the house was fun. <laughs> And I'm like, and it was like right in front of the kitchen window. So just, it was really funny. Actually, um, this was high school. I had this guy stay over. And so when he was sneaking out one Saturday morning, my mom was making breakfast. And all of a sudden I tried to distract her, but I'm looking at the window and you see this guy going boing. Oh my God. Because he was sneaking out. So it was just, yeah, it was just crazy. So, so just little things like that of, um, yeah, it was like, I didn't, accept anything other than to have freedom, I would do it anyway. So I do agree with you. I think I think maybe my my parents gave me too much freedom. But even if they tried, even if they tried, um it was like my parents got divorced when I was 13. And when that happened, I took over the house. Like my mom couldn't couldn't keep me down kind of. And um so yeah I almost wish that that she would have put her foot down And then I wish I would have listened. I wish, because at the end of the day, like parents do know best and they're just looking out for the greater good of their child. So it's not like they're trying, they're trying to protect you and keep you safe. So um, yeah, I do wish that I would have respected them more and and had less freedom. Um, But at the end of the day, I don't think it made me a really bad person. Um, No one's perfect, but I don't think it was like, Horrible to the point that I'm completely messed up or anything like that.
0: Of course, yeah, I agree for sure. I I I find that I'm very similar when I was younger. Like my parents could have been as strict as they wanted, but I would not, it doesn't matter how many times they tried to take away my phone or ground me, like I did whatever I wanted. Like I needed freedom. Okay.
2: Good. I'm glad I'm not alone in that. Okay, so yeah. speak out or anything. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Speak out at all, me? Um,
1: actually, no. I was a good girl. Wow. <laughs> mhm. <then>, okay. yeah. <laughs> I, I was definitely a good girl until um, 18. Okay, good. When I, when I had my freedom, I I utilized my freedom.
2: Mhm. Right. So um, like 18, then you were. Yeah.
1: Wow. Um, so, wow. I mean, honestly, that was such a fun story, but. Uh, another thing that I um, want to get out from you is that obviously there's some things like inside of you that feels like could be, you know, um, what you're struggling with as far as something um, in the past or, you know, something that you wish it could have been better now. Um, those things being one of it, but it doesn't seem like it's, it's you know, um, so, so much of a struggle. Is there something that you want to vent to us because we're here, you know, to listen to you? You know another thing that um, bothers you right now that we you look back and you wish you could you know have done better as a child and, and something that transformed you to an adult today that you feel like you're you're not really fully satisfied
2: hmm
1: what we want to listen to you
2: hmm I'm trying to think because um, I've been working in, I mean I work on self-development every day so I believe a lot of things anything that I've been through in life, um, I tried to reframe it and see how I can have that work for me instead of worrying about it or anything like that, um, to where it hinders me from performing like on a day to day basis. Um, I did do gymnastics and cheerleading growing up. Um, I had to be a perfectionist, uh, when it came to like gymnastics and things like that. And there was always Um, there was always someone better than me, of course, like it was a competitive sport and you're competing. So, um, that drove me, um, I want to say maybe just one thing I could talk about is, um, one thing is since I grew up having to be a perfectionist, um, I started, um, going into like skinny competitions in school in like 10th grade where the girls would go into the not 10th grade, excuse me, 10 years old, where we go in the bathroom and like, judge each other on who was skinnier. And so I think that, that um I was like reading labels since I was, yeah, ten years old of like how many calories, how much fat. And so I was trying to be skinny since I was ten. So like that I don't think is healthy for a young child to to grow up thinking they have to be perfect. And then in eighth grade, um I started this habit of I wouldn't eat all day. Um maybe I had a small thing for breakfast, but I would skip lunch and then When I'd get home, I would gorge myself of I would eat a ton of food, just like get all the food I could get my hands on. And then um, at times I would actually go throw it up. So that was something that I did for a couple years in high school out of the feeling of having to be perfect. Now, the thing is, is I don't think it was my parents fault. I think it was my fault. And the pressure that I put on myself, um, I guess, because of the sport that I was in. So I don't really know exactly where it came from other than I want to maybe just say sports and the feeling of needing to be perfect.
1: Wow. I mean, I felt like that was heavy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be honest, like as as a child to have to be um, competing and putting so much pressure on you, on, you know, to yourself at the, at a young age, do you feel like it carry on to you today? Like sometimes that like you're putting so much pressure on yourself?
2: Um, that's something I'm working on. And I think I've done a really good job. It was actually this, something I specifically worked on it was that this year. Um, yeah. I've been hard on myself my whole life of um, thinking I need to be so much farther than I am right now. And, um, and it, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. So it's not even, um, cause I'm a big cheerleader for like my friends, like you're doing great. You're doing so well. I like, keep going. I'm proud of you, but I realize as much, so I'm studying to be a life coach. And as far as like, I realize I'm like, Megan, you want so much for others. You are, you want to push others and help others. Why don't you take the time to like congratulate yourself and like pat yourself on the back? Like, honestly, because you've come so far. And I think that's a lesson that we could all take into account is that this is a journey. And we may have like all this pressure on ourselves. But can't we, can't we enjoy the journey and just take that pressure off? Like what's, what's going to happen? What I realize is I'm not going to lose my drive. Yeah. I'm not going to lose my ambition. I'm not going to lose that excitement and passion I have for helping people or wanting to get farther in life. But I realized is I can enjoy the process now. I I don't have to I don't have to be mad at myself, like, oh, you should have got an extra audiobook done this week, or you should have made four more phone calls because that would have got you somewhere. Yeah, I maybe I should have done that, but I could just wake up the next day and plan to do it the next day and just kind of let it go, forgive yourself. And it's not even like a bad thing. Just it's more of like enjoying the process instead of thinking you have to have it all figured out right now. Cause you just don't. <laughs> and you won't. And it's like one day at a time. And just um yeah, realizing that this is a journey and you can enjoy it was like the biggest aha moment I think of 2020, honestly. To like, take the freaking wow. pressure off. Like, here's a bag. Put it down put it on a rocket and shoot it into the sun and just you'll feel a whole lot lighter if you ask me
1: <laughs> absolutely that's so amazing
2: mm-hmm. yeah I really love that
0: whole how much you're sharing and opening up thank you for being vulnerable and trusting us and thank you for putting in the work consistently and you know reframing those stories and not letting those dictate who you are today and letting absorbing the lesson and the wisdom in those experiences, because it really does make us who we are. And I think that every single person is their own worst enemy. And it's so much easier to give love and kindness to other people than it is for ourselves. So thank you for
2: sharing all of that. Of course. Happy to share. Happy to share. I just believe that there's so many lessons that if we all would be able to open up just a little bit. We don't have to share the whole story. We don't need to share all the drama and all the details, but if we're willing to be, if we're all willing to be a little bit vulnerable, what lessons could we all share with each other? I think it's fascinating and interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, the lesson that I learned from you today is that by you um, having the courage to love yourself, and not compare yourself to others like you know comes from personal growth and experiences and maturity as well that many of maybe maybe young kids need to hear today that when for an example you were doing gymnastics you were not that happy even though the sports was something that you were into it was something that was supposed to bring you joy and and you know happiness instead because you were trying so hard and putting so much pressure On the little girl, you know, it became something that she's not enjoying, it's not fun for her anymore. Mm -hmm. So, keyword here as an adult, like, I think we forget with things that we're doing on a daily basis to find fun and joy with doing those things. Like, it's like, oh, adult, we have so much responsibilities, but at the end of the day, we're still here. You know, life is so short, you're supposed to have fun.
2: You're right. You're right. It's
1: having fun. I'm looking, like, I'm looking at you and like with your um, coaching or your career path right now, you seem like you're enjoying it. Yeah. There might be days that are harder, difficult than, than another and more stressful. And sometimes you feel like giving up, but then you're coming back into your, yourself and you're like, Hey, I have a vision here and I've been doing a good job. I'm having fun. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, enjoying the journey and, and i'm having so much fun just like talking to you guys i don't know what the outcome's going to be but i'm having so much fun seeing your faces today
2: ah oh, i love that yeah it's a beautiful thing i love learning from different people and different experiences because what i found too is we all have different experiences but we almost all of us have similar chapters as in you have your childhood of something may have happened you have your young your adolescence your young adult and then an adult and it's just all of those chapters have shaped us based on kind of like the story that's written within the chapter. So it's interesting to hear it.
0: It definitely is. I love, you know, I really resonate so much with this conversation. It feels like so much like feminine empowerment and um, it's so important to enjoy life and to recognize that even the smallest little disappointments or situations that happened in our childhood that emotion that we felt or that belief that we formed at such a young age does really stay inside of us forever unless we're we go back you know because we have opportunities when we get triggered outside of us or whatever and we we can actually go within and say where is this stemming from this is triggering me like where is that emotion coming from and and reframing that and saying okay let me Switch my perception and really enjoy this journey. Like taking responsibility for that, I really am so inspired by how you're sharing this, and this is so exciting for me. <laughs> oh, yeah! I'm so
2: glad. I'm so glad to hear it.
1: it's so cool. Another thing that I want to say um is that uh, a lot of people carry on this emotion or feeling when they were young. Uh, for an example, being a perfectionist or ha- overly competitive, that they could it deep rooted as a child, or they they've been carrying it for so long. They never go back to actually realize that or recognize how much um, how much stress and and exhaustion they were carrying as a young age. But they still take it on until today, you know, as they've been so many years accumulated. So it becomes heavier as an adult with that just one tiny emotion that they felt at a young age. they needed to be perfect right and then carry on for 20 30 40 plus years that they they have this thought in their head that no matter what i'm not good enough i have to be perfect i'm still competing with other cheerleaders or you know basketball players that you met 20 30 years ago who doesn't really matter today anymore because you're doing different things nowadays so Mm -hmm. i think it's really important to recognize, you know, what the past was, what today is, and what the future has to unfold and be able to break that apart.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. Well said, really.
1: Yeah. Wow. So we, uh, we're running up with our time. What a This conversation flew by. <laughs> How do you feel now, Megan?
2: I feel great. I feel yeah. great. Everything's one day at a time and everything's a journey. So, yeah, I think it's a, a beautiful experience and I'm happy to share it with you guys.
0: Yeah. Thank we you so, so much. Yeah. We we're
1: so happy to be here for you. And we've heard you. We recognize your strength and your grace and beauty and that you radiate positivity everywhere. And, you know, today is a blessing.
2: It really is. It really is. Happy to share it with you guys. Yes, yeah, this was such
0: a blessing. Thank you for joining us and trusting us with your journey. Yes,
2: yeah, of course, of course. Thank you so much.
1: So just want to close up um, with a disclaimer that, you know, Molly and I, we're not finding means professional and we're not trying to um, give you any advice. Um, we're just here to listen to you and be there for you, holding space for you. And I hope that um, you feel better after talking to us today.
2: Yes. Yes. Definitely.
1: It definitely made us feel better and we learned so much from you. Yes, Yes,
0: you really did. And I'm sure there's listeners listening to us right now who can relate with this,
2: um, this story. Yes. Very good. Very good. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you guys holding the space for me. Thank you. Thank
1: you. So, let's close up. Have a wonderful evening. Bye,
2: guys. Bye. Bye.